Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerability Time. Uh, this is episode nine, I believe, and today we'll be talking about becoming. I don't know what that is just yet, but we're going to find out, aren't we, folks? Um, we have another guest. She's, she, oh. She was there in season one. Y'all really liked her episode. If you have not heard it, go back um, to season one and um, take a look um, at it. We have Kayla. Kayla is back. Kayla, how does it feel to be back? I feel honored. Thank you. Yes. Uh, she's <laughs> already confirmed for season three, so that's fun. Oh, wow. Season three. Got it. Yes, <laughs> Don't know yes. where I'll be, but Lord willing, I will do it. Yes. Yes. Um... Kayla, we've postponed this like a thousand times. Way too many times. <laughs> this is supposed to be recorded last year. We are at 2023. Right. And we're, yeah. And I literally just texted you. Are we still doing this? Yeah. I, I haven't heard anything. Right. Like we do not mind postponing. We do not mind postponing. Gosh, I know. It's hilarious. I, that was so funny. The other day, you're like, okay, let's do Friday instead. I was like, <laughs> I was it like, was like eight, you said 8.45 p.m. And I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, why am I doing this? And then it, it got closer. I'm like, I'm going to be yawning on this podcast. Like, I'm yeah. not going to be energetic. Let me sound half tired. No, let's just do a Friday. Yep. And here we are. Friday. Here we are. Oh, yes, Kayla. So, it's great to have you back on again. Um, I'm I'm curious, because I don't even know what becoming is going to entail. Yes. So, Kayla, what is becoming? So, I will kind of catch you up on life since we recorded in August. Yes. Um, and so in August, I was at a global law for law firm, um, working, doing all the things and slowly but surely I was becoming unhappy with that job. Um, it took a lot on me mentally, physically, uh, and it just wasn't healthy for me to be there anymore. And so not only did that happen, but it caused me to reflect at what I was doing with life. I have already come, I had already come to the point and the conclusion that uh, you could not pay me enough money to mm-hmm. become a corporate lawyer. Like you could not pay me to go back to law school unless Jesus himself comes and says, Kayla, go to law school. Like right. in a Morgan Freeman voice, like I'm not doing it. Like, no. And so I was already trying to get out of the legal field. And I had some few interviews with, you know, like big oil and gas companies. And I was like, cool, oil and gas, like make that money, like whatever. Um, and so the interviews went well, but then there were hiring freezes and just so many different things that kept like, okay, why am I not getting out? Why am I not getting out? And I kept telling myself, I'm going to give it till the end of the year. I'm going to give it to the end of the year. Mm. And like, that just got worse and worse and worse. Like I had already mentally checked out, like quiet quit. Like I had the mentally like I stopped eating like I would only eat once a day if that on Sundays I would be so miserable because work was the next day and Mm. so with that I was like okay I can't do this any longer um so I quit my job in November (laughs) which I have responsibilities so it wasn't what I would have wanted 
but God was so gracious mm-hmm. in that moment. Like right. it really taught me how like to fully depend on him. Like I could not have done that yeah. if I didn't have the support system I have. And if I didn't have the faith I had to know, like there's something better coming because before I quit, I actually had interviewed at a company mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we can't bring anyone on until the beginning of next year. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? But no, I'm a hustler. Like I like to make money. So I had a second job when I was still at the law firm. So I just went back there full time um, until I found something. And so throughout this time, long story short, but throughout this time I ended up just reevaluating what it is I was passionate about and what it is that I was doing with my life and where my life was going. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's been a slow tug at my heart to say this. Um, but I'm excited to finally like say it, that I've decided, like, I wanted to go into ministry, like full time ministry. Um, and gosh, it's wild to say it because I would never have thought that's what I would have been saying at 25 to right. say, here I am, Lord, use me as a vessel. Um, and so it has been wild. It has yeah. been sometimes it's like, Lord, why? Like, what is it you want me? And it's like, he wants my heart, but it's like, yeah. what else do you want? What is my purpose? My purpose is for you to be a disciple and to love others and to draw others towards me. And so luckily, um, I was already in school. I was getting my MBA, like just started getting my MBA. And I was like, I don't even want to do this. Like, it's so funny. Like the desires he removes and the desires he places in your life. Because I always wanted to be business girl like at one point I remember crying to my mom and I think I said this on the first podcast like I'm never gonna have kids I'm gonna be the woman who works all the time and now it's like the desire of motherhood the desire to be present and the desire just all these different desires that the Lord just took away and now he's placed in me and like the love he's given me for others and just all these different, there's just so many emotions. Like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like the girl just helped me. I'm feeling. Um, yes. But it's just so beautiful just to see, like, the heart I have for youth and young adults and yes. just where the Lord is going. So I ended up switching my program to a master's of arts and religion. Yeah, yeah. Um, with an emphasis in next generation ministry. Yes. So all that to say, big life change. A lot, yes. but with big life change has also had to come preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where the idea of becoming comes from, because yes. am I becoming what I'm wanting to be, or right. am I just trying to coast by until something else changes? So before you decide, you know, like, Hey, I want to be a lawyer. Like you have to go to law school before I said, I wanted to do ministry. I was doing ministry and right. I just, it was like, oh, like, this is what I'm doing? Like, yeah. I love this, you know? Wait, I wanted to point out something, um, two things. One, I am so proud of you. That is that is something huge. You know, you were listening, you were also listening to your body when you said you are just drained mentally and physically. And a lot of times, you know, um, I've been in the predicament, and I just learned last year, you know, um, I got to listen to me. I got to listen, because I found myself saying, no, I'm going to, I'm just going to, finish um, my master's at Portland State University. I can do it, even though I was miserable in Portland. (laughs) I was miserable, you know, and 
um, I was not listening to my mental and physical and, oh, I paid the price, you know, um, I will say I paid the price weight rise too, because being miserable and being just stuck, all I wanted to do was eat. I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to do the things that gave me life. And so physically, yeah, like I am, you know, like I hate to do body image, but like I am at the heaviest, but now I'm also at the happiest I've also been because I left the toxic environment. Yes. That, that's, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm relating to that for sure. For sure. And for me, my eating disorder tanked. Like I went days without eating um, in Portland State University. Like I went days without eating and I'm already like, like I'm already skinny, you know? Um, I think over there, I think I weighed, I think I hit 99 pounds. I mean, now I'm 136. Thank God. Um, but I had to listen to myself, um, cause I was like my mental and my physical, I was completely ignoring it. Yeah. Um, and then I also am experiencing now, like, you know, I feel like God is, um, and Jesus is like telling the universe to remove these desires in my life. And there have been some desires that I've been wanting for them to be removed. I just did not know how to let them go or release them. And was surrender. I even ready to do that? Surrender. Yes. And so that's the thing. He did it for me because I, it, like, I feel like 2023, I'm going in it with a so much better mind. Like so much, cause like my desires was, okay, like I'm going to find, I, I need to find a good godly man, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, we're, he's going to pray with yes. me. I'm going to pray for him, pray with him. Like, and I'm glad you're leading in with this topic because let me tell you, I'm 25 about to be 26. And mm-hmm. I, I see it. Like all my friends are like in relationships yes, and getting engaged. And like, I, we're recording this in January and I'm telling myself, so this is going to be put out in the universe. So if it doesn't happen, like, okay. But I'm telling myself, I don't, I, in my humanity, don't want to date until March of this right. year. Like right. I am in as intentional single season because for me, that will make a year of just working on myself and healing a year yes. of celibacy, a year of just all these different things, yes. but it's like the things that the Lord has done in this year are going to be so sacred to whatever relationship that comes when I open myself up and put myself out there yeah. intentionally. Right. Gosh, don't right. really want to do that, but like you right. got to grow and get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. So in this period of singleness, like one of the things I've learned is yeah, like I'm praying for a godly man. I'm believing like God is going to grant me that desire to be in ministry, like leading Bible studies. Like I get to look at my husband and say like, this is what he did for us. Like, look what he can do for you. Like I am believing for that, but I'm also praying for my husband before we even get to that. I'm praying for his heart. I'm praying for his character. I'm praying God gives him the humility to say, it's not me. It was never me who chased you. It was never me who, but God, like Mm -hmm. I'm praying already that our testimony and like who we are as a couple brings people to God. 
But before that, I'm doing the things that I already love. I'm, you know, leading Bible study groups. I'm doing things that fill my cup up and I'm pouring into myself so that I know like when that time comes, if I'm not going to do this stuff on my, when I'm single and I have all the time in the world, I'm not going to do it when I'm dating, when I'm married. So this has to become a priority in my life now before I get there. And so that's also becoming like, am I becoming the wife I want to be to my husband? Mm. Yes. Like there's this book and it's on my nightstand, but it's like basically um, the prayers of a praying woman. And it gives you 30 prayers. And like, I pray those over my husband intentionally. I write notes to him. Like there's going to be a journal I give to my husband on our wedding day that says, Mm -hmm. This is only for your eyes. Like, yes, I've talked about these issues within my community, like with my girls, but like males, no one else, no other males have ever read what's in here. This was for you. These were my prayers to you as a single woman before I even long knew you existed. These are my prayers for you when I first met you, when I, we were dating, when I realized that this was who God gave me for the rest of my life when we got engaged, when we get married, like that is for you. These were the prayers that led me up to being a wife that I'm pouring into. And so it's just like so many people, like we just want to say, I just, I want to date. Okay. But you're, you're a walking red flag. You don't know how to be alone. Yet you don't know how to love others or let people love you. Right. what do you have to offer besides leaving someone with an expensive therapy bill? You know? Right. right. Not except so. <laughs> that's so true. That is so true though. People be leaving people with that expensive therapy. Yep. And the recipient of those bills too. So I know I can say that, but like, if I didn't have this season of singleness, if I didn't have this season of just intentionally pursuing myself, I would have never known the depths of love I have to offer in a healthy way. You know, like I would just be looking for the next broken person and the next broken thing in the relationship that I would pursue. And like, there comes a time you just get sick of chasing everything. You get sick of filling that void inside of you with, oh, well, I'm lonely. Let me go on Tinder, swipe, whatever way it is, swipe left, swipe right. I don't know. And you just, it's boring. It's draining. Like, it's just yeah, it nothing to offer. It does. And then you repeat that cycle. And let me see if I can find it. But someone told me last week, let me see. Basically, if it's a pattern, it's a problem. If it's a pattern, you attract who you are, not what you want. Re- say that again. Um, someone told me if it's a pattern, it's a problem. If it's a pattern, you attract who you are, not what you want. Explain that more. So basically, I'm a little confused at the last part. So basically it says like, if it's a pattern, if you're like habitually repeating and going towards the same guy Mm -hmm. and it's a habit, like that's what you want. It's not who you attract. You're not attracting who you're mm. praying for, like you're not attracting your equivalent. You're going after the familiar. You're oh. going after that same red flag, that same toxic trait, that mm-hmm. same 
qualifying traits that all guys that you're attracted to all have in common. Yep. That's a pattern. Mm. You're not naturally attracted to guys with red flags. You like the chase of the bad boy. You like the attention he doesn't give you. You like having to, oh my gosh, please, like, love me, love me, love me. You like having to do those things. It's not natural to, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, it's just, no, because if it was a friend, you wouldn't put up with it. But when it's a significant other, you're supposed to put up with it. Right. No. Mm. Yeah. Something that I um, learned um, from Dr. Tabari uh, was, are you treating yourself how you would want your significant other to treat you? And I was like, facts, that is the truth. So it's like, I started doing that. Um, like when I would, when I'm about to have an anxiety attack, like before I take my anxiety med, I like hold my heart and I calm it down. And it's just like, I would want um, a good godly man to do that for me. You know, like um, dating myself, like I would want him to take me out on, to the movies, you know what I mean? Um, so I would I would do that for myself. You know, I would want him to randomly check up on me. I would want him to randomly surprise me with things spontaneously. So yeah. I would do and that for myself. I will say, the dating yourself gets expensive. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I treat myself a lot that, oh, this is, you know, but it is truth in that. Yeah, like, I'm a little bougie. I, look, I come from, my parents have been married since 18, 1986, gosh, mm-hmm. only 37 years. I don't know. I can't do the math. Anyways, over 30 years, over 35 years. And I have seen the standard my dad has set for me. Now I haven't always wanted that standard in a guy, but I know my husband, look, my dad did this for me. I expect that from you. Right. And I will always use this as an example because Lord knows I hate the dealership. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like buying my car. I don't need you to buy my car. I can negotiate a deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need you to take my car for maintenance. I need you to put the battery in it. I need you to go put gas in my car. I don't need. Okay. Let me put it like that. I can do it all myself, but it's just the standard of, oh, hey, babe, your car, your light's on. Let me go take that and get checked. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to worry about those things as a woman. And it's right. so old school to say, like, you know, like, and I'm trying to break out of that feminist mindset of I can do it all on my own. Yes, I can do it all on my own. Right. But when I get to that moment and I have a husband right. who can do it for me, I want him to do it for me. Right. Because right. It's, I am very, I've gone back to the, let the man be the man of that household. Like I want a man who leads me. Nice. I don't want a man who I walk over, you right. know, like, and that has been the biggest thing God has like been teaching me is to like, Kayla, you can't do this all on your own. Right. You need other people in your life. You right. need you know, you need to open right. up and be right. able to say, like, hey, I need help. And that right. is okay. Needing help is okay. It's Can we okay. Say it? You know what? Needing that reminds me of something. Okay. 
two things Holy Spirit taught me just because you can do something doesn't always mean you have to do it. It is okay to get help. And I know we live in a society that glorifies, you know, individualism. You know what I mean? Um, look, that <laughs> that is not healthy. It, it We need each other. <laughs> um, we need each other it is okay to and and that i mean and that's the um inevitable that comes with capitalism you know um capitalism comes with neoliberalism and no that's not a political term it doesn't mean liberal what neoliberalism means it means individualistic okay um we got this we're we're conditioned this mindset of you, 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 you got to do everything. You, 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 you. It doesn't matter what external forces affect you. It's just going to be black and white. You, 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 you know, that's not always healthy. Yeah, there are some times where, you know, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to do things on our own that, you know, I don't think we should be doing things on our own. But it's just like sometimes that's how, you know, life and can fall. But it's like, when there's opportunities to not do it um, on your own, it is okay to ask for help. You can't do it all on your own. You were, you were never meant to do it all on your own. And you know? um, that's where I was getting to. Uh, yeah. We were never meant to do life alone. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian, you're never supposed to do anything alone, mm -hmm. alone you know, like in the sense I mean, well, of- Even if you're not. You know, like you're supposed like, and where I'm going is like the Holy Spirit. You mm -hmm. ask the Holy Spirit to do things with you. You ask, yeah. like, God, come with me. Like, you know, it's like never, you know, before you do something, it's like, Lord, would you come with me? Would you allow me to say the right things? Would you allow me? Would you give me the wisdom, knowledge, power to do the right things? We're never meant to live life alone. And this goes to for non-believers too. We were never to live life isolated and secluded. Mm -hmm. And I think we as a society, we have learned the effects of what living in isolation has done mm -hmm. because of COVID-19. Right. We were at the height of a mental health pandemic too. Not only right. a global pandemic, but it was a mental health mental pandemic. Health, suicide rates rose. Yes. Like you're never meant to do life alone. And like biblically speaking, Ecclesiastes 4-9, two are better than one because they Three have a good board for their efforts for if either falls his companion can lift him up his friend can lift him up his spouse can lift him up jesus can lift him up mm -hmm. but pity the one who falls without another to lift him up also if two lie down together they can keep warm but how can one person keep warm alone this ain't this isn't saying go find a cuddle buddy now don't get it twisted <laughs> but it goes on to say, and if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Yes. And we often see that first, the last one I read, in the context of marriage. Yes, a cord of three strands isn't easy, easily broken. It's me, my husband, and Jesus in the center. Mm. But in the context of friends, mm -hmm. two friends can help lift me up when I'm down. I will be the first to say my best friends through this season of life I've been in, they have been there. Kayla, like 
don't let someone take your joy. Kayla, like you got this. Like the moment I told them I quit, we all had a praise party and started dancing and shouting because it w- they saw that weight was lifted off of yes. me. You know, some of the gr- people in my community group were the first ones to say, hey, if you need anything, if you need a meal, if you need gas during this time, just call me. Like, mm. I will help you out. My mom, before, when I told her and I made the decision on a Monday to quit that I was going to do it, she was like, Kayla, like, you're unhappy, you're miserable, but if you need anything during the season, like, yeah, like you might have savings, you might have all these things, but like you have a mother and father who aren't going to let you fail. They're mm. not going to let you suffer in silence as my mom has coined that term. And you have a sister who can help you out. Like you can do this. Yeah. And those were my, my mom and dad, my two. And then there was me, my sister and my mom. Then there was me, my two best friends. There was me. I never did this alone. I never mm. suffered alone. Because I had people who, when I was at my lowest, lifted me up, right, prayed me through the situation. Right. There goes that theme of season two, the word support. <laughs> the word support. I don't know. It just magically, like, almost every episode that I've recorded for season two, which most of them are already finished. Um, I think so I got That's, you know, I'm on last. <laughs> hmm. I was like, glad to know I'm one of the last are postponing. Oh, <laughs> stop it. It's true. That's funny. But yes, you know, that thing with support, you know, I just feel like someone listening, you know, really needs to, you know, hear, you know, look, things can get really bad if you try to do it on your own all the time. Like, let's just be honest. Like, like. I'm going to just be honest because, you know, and maybe, you know, what, I'm going to be honest. This is vulnerability time. And we, we come honest. We come effed up. We come at all. Um, I didn't, there was um, a situation with my mother that happened the day before I moved to Ball State University. So this was August 2022. Okay. And, um, you know, we got in an argument. Um, I honestly, I don't even want to say it was an argument on my behalf. I was just trying to make sure, you know, I, I keep trying to explain and, and beg for my worth when it comes to her. Um, but after all the abuse that I mentioned that happened to me, you know what I mean? Um, because she tried to say, oh, no, no, that never happened. Um you never told me this, this, and that, you know, at the end of the quote unquote argument, she said that she did, that she said that she doesn't care. She didn't care about the abuse my dad did to me. She didn't care about the abuse my brother did to me. She didn't care about the abuse my family did to me. She didn't care about the abuse that she allowed to happen when she was right there multiple times, you know, um, and she ended the conversation saying she doesn't care. Now that rocked, like, it just felt like, all the healing that I've done all those years, all the therapy, all the just self-growth, you know, self-love journey, um, all the research, because I, I have to do research on mental health, you know, and stuff like that. It just makes me feel like, okay, I'm not alone, because um, I'm not alone. But it seemed like all that pain that has been healed, it seemed like it just came crashing down really hard. It's like it all came back, 
You know what I mean? Um, and I, it was so much, Kayla, it was so complex, you know, and I think she did it strategically because it was like, I was so excited to go to my new grad school, which is where I'm at now, Ball State University, love it. Um, I was so excited and then once that conversation happened, boom, like I was rocked. I didn't know what to do. Everything was so complex. It was so much at once. I didn't know how to communicate it. And I'm a fan and I'm a big advocate for, you know, talk it out to somebody. You got to speak about it. You got to communicate and express, you know, hey, like this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. Um. I couldn't even go to therapy or even talk to friends about it because I did not know how to verbalize it. And there's a point that I'm going to make at the end of this. And um, in the month of, it was either the end of September or the beginning of October, I had a suicide attempt, you know, and it, that would have never happened if I knew how to verbalize everything. And I was so shocked that I was like, I don't know how to verbalize this, you know, so I kept it in, you know, um, and so the point that I'm trying to make is um, it can get really, really bad if we don't, you know, if we try to do it on our own, it can get really yeah. bad, even to the point of that. And, you know, I'm saying this because what if there's someone listening who is like me, who's who can, you know, be hard-headed at times and just try to do it all on our own? Because sometimes, you know, being extremely independent is a trauma response, you know, uh, which of course it has its pros and its cons. But, you know, I don't want someone to have to be pushed to the absolute edge to finally, you know, get it. To finally and, be like, okay, it's time for me to not do it on my own. So maybe this story will help them be like, look, I don't want, you know, if you don't have to go to that edge, to that cliff, you know, um, just avoid the unnecessary pain. <laughs> and I thank you for sharing that story because so many people, like, Honestly. there's healing and knowing you don't have to do things alone. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm hard-headed. I am prideful. So for me, my way of like doing things on my, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need anyone. I can do it on my own. No, I can't do it on my own. Right, and I right. learned I can't do it on my own because I'm going to fail if I was never meant to do this on my own. And like the season that I've been in, it's been you know, hey, mom, like, I actually do need help. Like, can you buy my groceries? Can you, you know, it's like, yeah, I've had a part-time job, but I also pay rent. I pay bills. Like, I right. have a lifestyle. And like, yes, I've cut back my expenses, but it's also just because I cut back my expenses and I know I have a God who's going to provide. I also have to have the mindset of if I need to be humbled right that brought back to reality of Kayla like just as I already know my mom at the very forefront of everything my mom's gonna have my back and like I'm blessed to say that because I know that's not everyone's situation that's not everyone's relationship with their parents but I'm blessed by that because that is one thing I had to learn is to ask for help and I hated it trust me I hate right it. it's so uncomfortable 
especially when I've lived on my own for almost two years. Like I've, you know, I take pride in, I've never asked you for rent. I've never asked you to pay my car. note. I've never asked for help. I've right. done it by myself. And I think that pride in me, the Lord needed to work on that in me. Cause I needed to, I needed to learn how to ask for help because, and I'm thinking, what if I, whenever I have a kid and, you know, I'm like, you know, handicapped for a few weeks after giving birth, like I can't care for a baby, cook food, be everything I want to be without asking for help from other people. Like sometimes you just have to let people love you. Sometimes right. you just have to let people help you yeah. and it's okay. And like, right. if you don't have a support system, like I have, like, if you don't have anyone, if you don't have community, if you don't have friends, if you aren't plugged into a local church, like if you don't have anything, there are resources out there still for you. There is still help out there for you. Better help. This isn't sponsored by them. They are a good online resource for therapy. They are, if you think, oh my gosh, therapy is just so expensive. Like that's just a privilege. There are therapists who work on a sliding pay scale that will adjust their rates based on the income you bring in. So you can have access to mental health, whether it's free or reduced mental health. There are options out there for you. Something that you had mentioned, um, you know, when you said uh, sometimes you have to let people love you. I mean, sometimes you got to let people love you. Sometimes you got to reach out. You know, I am completely in agreement. I also want to add another thing um, to that is sometimes you got to let yourself be a human. I know we live in a society, you know, um, you know, that we we unintentionally and are conditioned to dehumanize a lot of things. We need to humanize. Human never is meant to be here alone. We, we, we're in the 21st century, okay? We did not get this far as a human race. We did not get this far doing everything on our own. We needed each other. Sometimes, but- you know, and it's, yeah. So it's just like, we, we need to humanize more situations because it's like we're conditioned by media you know, by all these glorifications and stuff like that. And it kind of like sucks out the, um, that communal, you know what I mean? Humans are communal beings. And that's why there can be a lot of disorder mentally, physically, you know, um, because that was not a natural order to be so alone. You know what I mean? We are communal beings. I know for me, I... I'm like one of the millennials that think you're Gen Z. You're 25. I am a millennial. Okay. You are 25. What year were you born? I'm a millennial. I'm claiming I'm the young version of a millennial. What year were you born? We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to be 26. Okay. I am at the very end of being a millennial. The beginning of Gen Z. Whatever. 1995 and up is Gen Z. I don't claim it that way, but whatever. <laughs> I'm a millennial Gen Zer, whatever. Anyways, you made me lose my train of thought, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was talking about community. Okay, I know where I was going with this. Um, 
so before I was rudely interrupted about which generation I fall under, I was going to say I'm one of the weird ones who think I actually don't like working from home. Like, I rather get up every day and maybe not every day, but most days and put on actual work clothes, even though it looks like my normal weekend clothes and go into an office because the idea of being isolated in my apartment every day of the week, mandatory to sit down at my desk and go through meetings, it sucks. It's right. like training. Working from home is not fun. Like, let's be real. I might be the outcast of you can work in your pajamas. You don't have to leave. You save money on gas. Yeah, you do. But right. also, at what I'm cost? not productive. It's cost, it costed me my mental health. Yes. It costed me my sanity. It cost friends. Like, you know, just because you don't have that connection with your coworkers. Like, I think I might have been a little bit more happier at my old job had I actually had we actually been required to go into the office every day or like three times a week. You know, like when we were going in, because you saw the value in it. I don't see the value sitting on a screen for eight hours doing nothing like you know like okay I wasn't doing nothing but you get the point I know what you mean you know and there's no separation of home and work it's all the same thing so that costed my mental because I was alone you know yeah. when you go into an office you feel like you're a part of something you feel like you bring value you see right. results you see people behind the screen you know, like who they are behind in real life, you know? Right. And I'm so thankful I'm now doing a job where I get to interact. Like I'm so human minded. Like I am a people nice. person. Like I can with a hundred percent, this might be morbid, but I know at my funeral people, the one thing people will say is Kayla never met a stranger. Yeah. Like she could talk to a tree. Like I just know that is something about my character that I can't not not speak. Yes, you bring a light to a lot of people. You make people smile. You've well, always I'm been able to do that. <laughs> I'm honored. But, you know, that's just my personality. So for me, I know working from home, I'm good. I'll go to the office. I right. will gladly drive into an office because right. I see the value. And plus, then that means when I get to come home, I can flip that switch Right. And then I could decompress because yes, I am highly extroverted, but I like to be able to come home right, and lay down and on my couch. the social battery. Right. And you just don't get that when those things, when you're stuck to yourself, because then when you're stuck to yourself, when you work from home, when you're just isolated, when you're whatever, by yourself, essentially, you don't have that switch. Like you just think, oh, I've done it for so long by myself. I don't need people. Right. Right. I completely agree. Oh, good. Mood. Glad to know I'm the only one. <laughs> no, I'm literally 1000% agreeing. I thought that that was like, I thought, I thought that that was normal. Like I thought a lot of people, you know, felt like that. But then when you mentioned it, I was like, that is a good point. Like I have heard a lot of people saying, oh, I'd rather work from home. And I'm just like, how do you be able to do that? For like, there was like, I got, like for me, I was like, I need to develop a routine. There has to be some type of human interaction. Like, like when I'm I an work introvert, home, I'm, I'm an introvert, but like, I need, like, there has to be some type of human interaction. Like doing it through a screen, that can only suffice for so long. 
Yeah. You know, that is not human interaction. And <laughs> I work better on a routine. So when I actually right. have to get up because I have to be somewhere on it at a certain time, yes, like I'm going to want to get up versus when I work from home, well, I don't have to commute. I just have to wake up, brush my teeth and turn on a screen. Right. 8.25, let me, you know, let my alarm go off. Like there's no routine. That last minute wake up, yeah. Look, sometimes I'm not going to lie, 8.30, cool we're going right. I don't <laughs> like it's just you become lazy and you lose yourself yeah. and like it's just so easy to feel blah all the time yeah because you don't have anything you see top up so essentially I can you know maneuver my cam camera where you only see my head cool I only have to do my hair I can put a filter on and I can put a hat on don't even right. have to do my hair solves that problem so you see how it, being by yourself and being secluded is so easy it's such an easy way to lose yourself that we have to go back to starting to do things like even if it's one day a week yeah. you start let me just go work from a coffee shop let me just right look nice to go to the grocery store let me just do things that I used to do pre-pandemic that give gave me life back then let right. me find my rhythm again I completely agree you're speaking facts here. You're speaking the facts. Well, since I'm speaking facts, millennial. I, I was actually just about to... Anyways, folks. <laughs> Anyways. The Queen Kayla will be back for season three, which is coming out March 2024. So enjoy season two while it lasts. So, um, in closing... In closing, Kayla's Gen Z because 1995 and up, you know, um, Kayla, do you want to seem older? Is that what you want? Good luck. No, I just hear a bad rap about Gen Z and I am not Gen Z. That I'm a millennial. True. I am the youngest millennial. Okay. That is true. That is true. Gen Z does have a very bad rap. I can't exactly. even Exactly. And I don't want to be caught generation. up in that. Like I'm not. Okay. Anyways, but in closing, like becoming, we straight away from it but we kind of kept on the same topic of just preparing yourself and just being who you are so in closing I just want to say write down your plans we're recording this at the beginning of 2023 so a lot of us are coming off of you know new year's resolutions vision for 2023 and just who we want to be this year and yeah. this releases in March I believe so since it's releasing in March there's still time to like get things in order there's still time like where you don't have to say this year is gonna be a wash because oh I fell off course like if you mm. fell off course just rewrite you know your goals down from what you want to do move forward like don't wait a whole nother year to try to be who you want it to be this year right. um because vision like you have to have a destination but how are you going to get to your destination if you don't have a right. vision and I think that for me, it's like, you have to know where you're going. You have to always, always rely and always do that maintenance on yourself to make sure you're still trying to work towards who you're becoming. And I leave you with the Bible verse, Proverbs 29, 18. And it says, without revelation, people run wild, but one who follows divine instruction will be happy. And so without, you know, vision, people, we're going to go crazy but one who follows divine vision, divine instruction, like he will be happy, you know, like put whatever word 
it is whatever version you have, whatever it is, whoever has vision, who writes their words down, who knows how to get to the plan, they will see the fruit of what they wanted. So one day I'm proclaiming. So if this doesn't happen in 2023, we'll come back to this episode. But I'm proclaiming that God is going to bring me a faithful man. Yes. So, but in the meantime, I'm working on myself. I'm doing all the things that make me happy. I'm pouring into myself. I'm recharging myself. Like I'm dating myself, all the things. Yeah. Because I have a vision of who I want to be when I'm a wife. And I have to do those things before I'm a wife to get to that stage. Right. Yes, queen. Kayla, you're amazing. We thank you. We love you and we life you. And with that being said, if there is anyone listening today that has not been told that you are loved, please allow yourself to be the first. I will be the second. I'll be the third. Love you. Yes, I love you and I life you. I am so glad that y'all are still here on this earth. Thank y'all for being on this earth. Thank y'all for being born. Thank y'all for still breathing, even though many days have tried to take you out. I need y'all to know that you are so much more awesome than you think or may feel. With that being said, folks, this has been another episode of Vulnerability Time. Stay tuned for uh, next week's bonus episode, which will actually pick up on... um, the whole new year's resolution type of mindset it's gonna be fire with special guest Lacey. alrighty folks i will see y'all next week bye hey there if you liked this episode go ahead and buy my book on amazon what the book is called type it on amazon it is spoken by Trenton Epizon. Epizon is spelled E-P-I-Z-O-N. I really would appreciate the support. Give it a review. Give it a buy. Give it a try. And I promise you, you will not be upset at it. It is a poetry book. It is a very easy, quick read. And it definitely... Um, will give you some healing and some insight and some wisdom um, on abuse, mental health, recovery, um, the tragedy to triumph. You will love it. Give it a buy. Give it a try and recommend the book and this episode with others. Go ahead and give this episode, I mean, this podcast a follow and share it with others. You could be the reason that someone is alive tomorrow because you decided to share this episode today. This podcast is about saving lives, healing ourselves and others, and encouraging others and ourselves as well. Thank y'all so much for the support. Love y'all. I life y'all. I will see y'all next episode. You are valuable. You are beautiful. You are still on this earth because you have the strength. Thank you. Bye, folks.